0: word of God from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 16. The context is Paul and Silas are in prison in the city of Philippi in Greece. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Several times in the past weeks, we have heard of God's promise to Abraham that all the families of the earth and all the eight nations of the earth would be blessed through him. Today, we see this promise being carried out with the jailer at Philippi. As Paul and Silas were singing hymns and praising God, a miracle from God opened the prison doors and released them from their chains. The jailer was about to kill himself because those prisoners were his responsibility, and he figured that they all would escape. About to face death, in fear and trembling, he cries out, what must I do to be saved? Paul and Silas respond, believe. If they had stopped there, they would have been no help to that jailer, to that terror-stricken man. Believe in what? Believe in myself, in fate, in some vague force? What if they had said, have faith? Would that be better? Which faith? What kind of faith? Faith in Buddha, Zeus, Nirvana, karma, myself? Faith needs content, believing needs an object. Paul and Silas say, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. There's the fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham. Moses tells us, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness, for holiness. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. When we talk about Christian faith, we have two aspects to think about. It is the objective truths that Christianity teaches, as summarized in the creeds. God is triune. Jesus is God and man. Jesus was crucified for the sins of the world. The Holy Spirit gathers believers through baptism and preaching. These are astounding truths, profound and yet so simple. It's easy for us to take them for granted. The second aspect of faith is trusting that those truths save us, that those deeds save us, those, those facts, that God is our savior. If, if the truth is to save us, we cannot take it for granted. Paul says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That happens only by the power of the Holy Spirit. For in our sinful nature, we reject God. We don't want to know anything about God. We want to rely on ourselves. In other places, St. Paul writes, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the Savior of the world. He does all that we need to be saved. We don't help, we can't help, we simply receive. And then we do things out of gratitude and thankfulness for this salvation not to earn or merit anything, but as a way of saying thank you to God. And this happens right away with the jailer at Philippi. He has nothing to give in order to be saved. He had probably lived a life without faith in any God or any true God or the true God without knowing the promises of Abraham. And now when he hears those truths of Paul and Silas, when they're singing hymns and preaching the gospel, they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. He now is changed. This man had been ready to end his life, and now he gains a completely new life and a new understanding of life through Jesus' salvation for all sinners. His faith and gratitude show themselves right away. Paul and Silas had been beaten with rods before they were put in prison. The jailer took them that same hour and washed their wounds. He cleanses them to help them heal. And he gives them food. The word of God, the gospel, has this effect. It changes our hearts from self-centeredness to selflessness and doing things for others. This doesn't happen perfectly for us in this life. We Christians still struggle with selfishness and pride and arrogance because we are still sinners. But we are also forgiven saints so that we are motivated to show kindness and love to those in need. We are motivated to point people to the salvation that is free and certain in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. This jailer probably knew little or nothing about baptism before he met Paul and Silas and heard their teaching of God's word. But through that preaching, he learned the importance of baptism, that it washes away our sins, and scripture says, immediately, he and all his family were baptized. The word family isn't there in the original. It simply says all that belonged to him, all of his. But that certainly means his family, but includes his whole household. For later it says he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Maybe other relatives were living with him, or servants, or hired workers. This gospel is for all for all families, for all nations, whether this soldier was Roman or Greek or some other nationality. The gospel is for him, and it is for his whole household, and it is for you. No one is excluded. Notice one more word in this passage. He rejoiced. What a change. What a contrast. He was so terrified he was ready to kill himself. But through his prisoners... Paul and Silas, the Holy Spirit releases the jailer from his prison and gives him faith and love and joy. He believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. He showed love and he rejoiced. Paul and Silas weren't singing the exact same words that we're singing in our hymn today, but they were singing the same thoughts. They were singing the gospel that is proclaimed also in this hymn as we sang. By grace I am saved, grace free and boundless. My soul, believe and doubt it not. Why stagger at this word of promise? Has scripture ever falsehood taught? Nay, then this this word true must remain. By grace thou too shalt heaven obtain. God grant us this saving faith by his grace for Jesus' sake. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. amen. Let us rise and join in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, peace of God that passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.